Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. The off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out. FlyRacing.com. Hello and welcome to Sea Time, everybody. Brian Pierce here. And on the couch with me is the wonderful Jordan Bailey. The good thing is that she brought her sexier than Brian face. Hey, it's not too hard, so we're glad that she's here with us this evening. Of course, Seat Time, presented to you by Fly Racing. Fine folks that love supporting us, and we love supporting those guys. Go check them out at flyracing.com, of course, as well. Big thanks to Kenda Tire for their support of Seat Time. And find out more about those guys at kendatire.com and Stillwell Performance, stillwellperformance.com. And unfortunately, I do not have a review for you guys yet of, of kind of how it went on the first ride of the 350 with the new Still well performance because unfortunately it's been raining a lot and I have been stupid busy. So it's unfortunate, but hey, we're going to get on that bike. We're going to have a good time one day and we're going to let you guys know about it. So of course, if you guys are watching live, you can jump in the chat room, tlk.io slash seat time. That way you can help, uh, help guide the show a little bit and see what's going on with all that stuff. I wanted a big shout out to uh, Frank Mann. Uh, Frank Mann Jr. actually dropped a little bit of a donation through our website with PayPal. Obviously, uh, that's just super, super thankful for that. So thank you. And for the others that have donated as well, we really appreciate that. And quickly, I just wanted to say sorry about last week to everybody. It does happen where your kids decide to do things you don't want them to do. And my son decided to drink tea tree oil. And we had to take him to the hospital just in case. Luckily, everything was fine. They didn't even have to do much. Honestly, he was a shithead while we were there. It was a fantastic time. I would have much rather been here on the couch talking with everybody. So to make up for it, we're just going to go straight into talking to Chris Bach. Obviously, we know that a lot of people chatted with him last week, and that's okay. We're going to find out what they talked about and maybe a little bit of extra. What do you think? Absolutely. I like it. So we'll get going. Mr. Chris Bach, how was your evening going, kind sir? Uh, it's going good, man. Thanks for having me on. Just, uh, just driving home from Tuesday special. Right on. And that that's pretty normal for you, right? Like, I know we've been in touch a couple times about you coming on the show on Tuesdays. And so that's kind of like a, a regimented, you're, do you have like a, th- a Tuesday afternoon riding schedule? Yeah, Tuesdays and uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays are, are like my main ride days. And I ride, uh, I don't know, 4.45, 5 o'clock till about now. You know, it's starting to get dark. And right. Load up and head home. Nice. And, that, and that's a good time just because the sun's getting down, it's not as hot, or it just works out that way wherever you're located. It just works out that way. I got uh, I got a buddy. We have a we have a pretty cool little track about ten minutes from the house, and I got a buddy that preps it. You know, full prep Tuesdays and Thursdays. Water and uh, waters it, rips it, and it's just nice this time of day. You know, people can come out and ride. We got a nice little group, maybe ten guys that come out and ride. And track gets nice and rough, and makes for a good time. Wicked. I so wish I had the, a buddy like that. Yeah. When was the last time you rode a prep track? <laughs> um. Probably like two or three years ago. I know. Riding moto. It might be 2009. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even tell you the last time I rode Dang. a prep motocross track. But honestly, I don't really. Uh, I suck on a motocross track. Yeah. So why would I? Why would I need a prep motocross track, right? <laughs> why? Why would I need that? So I mean, congratulations on your win at the Tomahawk. Obviously, your first win, and it also broke Caleb Russell's GNCC winning streak. So you've been asked it a bazillion times. I can only say, but w- what was that like? Uh, yeah, I was, I was having a discussion today with a uh, former GNCC winner, Nate Canny, and yep. I've stayed good friends with Nate since he retired, and, you know, we were just kind of talking about that win, and, like, the first win, obviously, it's, it's a milestone for my career and for the team, and, 
and all that, it's totally cool for sure. You know, I've, I've worked my whole life to get it. But uh, in a way, you know, Nate said something to me. He said the second one is always more gratifying. So uh, I don't want to like like downplay it, but it was cool and it's awesome. But it's just kind of like you just want to do it again to almost validate it for yourself, you know? So, right, that it wasn't a fluke or that it wasn't this, that, or the other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't think it was like you know like you know me outside looking at you racing and having watched the webcast and all that stuff like it was epic to watch you know at the Tomahawk that you were able to pull that off and, and I did get a chance to listen a little bit to Pit Pass and I also read um, you know the the Racer X article that you did and it sounds like it was just one of those days where you were able to ride the way you always want to ride where you mentally are doing everything correctly but you're not having to pay attention. You're just in the flow, or I guess that's how you professionals might put it. <laughs> yeah, that's, you're actually exactly right. It was one of those days where it just, everything came easy. You know, I didn't, I think I made, I tipped over once, and other than that, I, I might have seriously made like two mistakes all day. It was just very, very natural feeling, and I was just running on muscle memory, which is, it's kind of how it's supposed to be. It just doesn't always work out that way. Right. Yeah. So, uh, do you did you ever get a GNCC win, Jordan? No, I didn't. What was your, did you ever get on the box? Uh, no. Yeah, at Snowshoe one year. Oh, that's I think a I ended up second. Uh, but that was before like the girls got to get up on the podium and stuff. So it was just like I got a second. And that was cool. Oh, they didn't have awesome. five. I was on my 150. Like oh. Honda 150. Though. Oh, huh? Oops. No, that bike was freaking awesome. I'm just kidding. Chris Bosch yeah. on a Honda, and he just So, yeah, no win, but um, I won in Texas, and it feels good, but it just makes you hungry for more. Yeah. It's like, that was cool, but okay, let's do it again. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> that's kind of to Chris's point. You know, he's saying about get, trying to get that validation now for himself. It's because he's worked so hard, as he said, his entire life to yeah. get this win. And now that he's got it, it's like, hell yeah, that was awesome. Now i got to prove to myself that it was all so worth it, I can do it again. Yeah. That you can make it happen again. Well, um, we do have a GNCC coming up this weekend. We're going to have the uh, the Mountaineer run. Um, in that regard, obviously you said you just had that conversation with Nate Canny about, you know, go validate it kind of a thing. But um, have you been prepping any different? I would imagine not. You're like same plan as usual, but maybe there have been changes. Maybe the track's different at Mountaineer Run. You're going to prepare for that different. Uh, kind of take us through maybe what you and the team have have, uh, have talked about. Uh, you know, We've raced here before. You know, last race was new venue for everybody. This one we've been going to for a couple of years now. So we know what to expect going in. It's going to be rocky and, and pretty technical and kind of a slow-paced race. And really, the the prep has not changed. Um, pretty much same business as usual, same, same travel plan as every other weekend, and same food plan, training plan, and just uh, – just trying to trying to stay mentally focused and kind of try to keep that mental edge and keep keep telling myself that uh, I can go win another one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, with a new track like y'all had at the last one, um, I know after we race these tracks over and over again, you start memorizing them. I mean, they don't change them that much, really. Um, do you think having the new track was kind of a level playing field for everybody, as no one had more time on the track? I know they changed them a little bit, but for the most part, they're kind of the same year after Great year. Question. Yeah, I, I do. I do think it leveled the playing field a little bit. Just you know, these tracks we've gone to for so many years, and they are different every year. And Barry and those guys, they do a great job of trying to find new trail or this or that. But the reality is, pretty much any other GNCC, no matter where you are on the property, even at Snowshoe, 
no matter where you are on the trail, you have a general idea of where you're at or, or where this trail is going to lead, or you kind of have a direction that the trail is going in pretty early. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of easy to even remember lines from the years past. You know, you're going down a section, you're like, oh, I got passed over here. I made a good pass coming up. And you kind of are on, on the lookout for that. And I think with the new track, it kept the beginning of the race really slow. Nobody could really sprint out because no one really had those lines or, or that memorization. So everyone was learning at the same rate. And I think it kept everybody bunched up at the beginning of the race before everyone started spreading out, which was definitely an advantage for me starting in the back. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching. Uh, somehow I missed the the GNTC like, bike video update highlight reel when it kind of came out. And so I was re-watching it. Uh, I watched it today. And um, I was like, oh, my gosh, yep, there's Chris Buck, third turn, yep, second to, th- second to last. So I was like, that's a lot of, uh, that's a lot of gumption to, yeah. to kick ass and get all the way to the front. We got a question in the chat room, uh, actually from Eric Kudla. He's a, you know does a lot of repping out there on the West Coast. He wanted to know if he, if he think that any of the racing that you did on the West Coast, because they had so much dust out there on some of the Enduros that you did and such, were something that might have helped out there on the start you know, at the Tomahawk. <laughs> Uh, well, I definitely want to say hey to Eric and, and thank him for uh, thank him for the series he's putting on out west. You know, he's he's involved with quite a bit of stuff, and I did a couple of his events, and they were both really fun. Um, I wouldn't say I hate racing in the dust. I'm not going to lie, and I don't think anybody really enjoys it. Yeah, nobody goes. Yes, a dusty race. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, honestly, I, I think doing those preseason races for me. I don't know if it helped me with like conditions or anything, but it just, it allowed me to go into the season completely level headed with myself. You know, normally if I don't do those preseason races in the past, you go into round one and it's always, um, you know, it's always this basically this pissing contest between all the top guys, you know, who's fast, who's not, who's healthy, who's not. And, uh, and I kind of went in, like I knew where I stood. I had some races under my belt. I knew my bike was solid. There was really no guessing going into round one. And I think that really helped me. And, and I do think doing those races out west helped for sure. Very cool. And um, what what events did you do? You, did you do any, was it the GXE events that he puts on? Or was it one of the other events? Do you remember offhand? Uh, well, I hate, I hate to sound so uneducated, but... I don't, I think it, the GXE thing, maybe, I think maybe that's like his promoting thing. Yeah. Um, I did an AMA West Hair Scramble. Okay. And I did, uh, one of his checkpoint Enduros and they were both, they were both awesome. They were, they were two of the best ones I've ever done on the West Coast for sure. Very cool. Was the checkpoint, was that a, uh, was that a timekeeping Enduro? There's no way I would do a timekeeping Enduro again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you're honest. I, I could not do it anymore. Like I, I was a, uh, I could do it at an A level. You know, I never okay. got to the double A as a timekeeper. I had a double A when it went to the restart crap. But yeah, as a, a, I could never do that at that level again. Like it's just too mental <laughs> taxi, man. No way. Uh, yeah. So yeah, West Hair Scramble and the Western Enduro. That's uh, so. It's a good thing Eric's in the chat room telling us all this stuff. So that's what I'm talking about. So I wanted to ask them since it's been about a week and a half, you know, since you got that first win. You you've been on a couple of different shows. You've talked to a couple of different magazines, all that kinds of stuff. What or and I would imagine fans, family, friends, just everybody. So what question have you been asked the most that you probably have like the best just memorized answer to? Um, probably the, the how does it feel question. 
You know, like, it's a first win, so it's a big thing, and obviously everyone everyone wants to know, you know, how does it feel? And it it's hard to put into words because the winning the race is cool, but to me winning the race is, is the least cool part about it. Um, the cool part is, like, the self-reflection and, and just kind of that milestone in your personal life and just the sacrifices, the ups and downs, and, uh, you know, and, and self-reflection being as simple as the weekend before I won, I got seventh place. Right. And in my opinion, it was a terrible weekend. I was like, I was super frustrated, and I rode really, really hard and rode my heart out to get seventh. And, like, that was probably my lowest point so far of this season. And then turn around the next weekend, I'm on top of the box with my first ever win. It's just uh, stuff like that is kind of cool. You know, that's what, that's what makes it cool for me is, yeah, I won the race, but it's like that personal sense of achievement is what's cool. Yeah. And it's got to be neat to have done it with a team that you've got so much, that you've got some history with now. Um, you know, for a while there, you were you know KTM's and kind of going to Yamahas. I think Betas for a little bit, kind of all over the board. Um, you know, then then doing stuff with KR4, and then finally, you know, getting on the Honda team. You guys, the past couple of years, could tell have put in a lot of work. You've put in a lot of work. They've put in a lot of work. I think you guys got full Honda backing now. Um, so it's it's pretty neat to see not just what you've done, but what they've done as a team, especially with Johnny Campbell's support to create. You know, the the you know what you have. Yeah, I think it, I think that's what makes it even a little bit more special away from like the media side of it, you know, within our team is is I don't know if I could have won won a race without without Johnny and without the team and and I'm not just saying that to to be the team player guy or whatever, you know, like they the work that those guys put in with me in the off season and dedicating this this East Coast program to me, you know, we don't have another rider. It's all it's all on my shoulders, and right. it's a lot of pressure. But but Johnny makes it very manageable pressure, and he's there to help me and and to be able to do it with those guys. And you know, we started from scratch together with the Honda GNCC program and the new bike for me and new racing for them. And every time that we've had a good result, it's been together. And every time we've failed, it's been together. Right. So to come back and win and. Um, and we had everybody there. You know, sometimes Johnny comes and Eric doesn't, and sometimes Eric comes and Johnny doesn't. And uh, for last weekend or, or two weeks ago, we had Johnny was there, Eric's there, Cookie's there, Danielle, my girlfriend, was there, and uh, it really it just it just made for a really, really kind of morale boosting day. Bitching. Um, speaking of your girlfriend, you just ran a 5K with her, and you I think you got like fifth overall or something ridiculous, and you didn't even like train for it. Well, we decided, like, I've had two complete knee reconstructions, so running is not exactly my forte, <laughs> and I'm just not good at it. you think I'd be really good because, like, I'm tall and athletic, but I'm not. I'm terrible at running. I can ride a bicycle, but I can't run. And uh, she just had hip surgery not too long ago, like a pretty major hip surgery, so... We set this goal, since both of us, uh, our bodies hate running, we decided, you know, let's set this goal of running a 5K. And the goal was, was just sometime this summer would have been great and, you know, maybe put in some effort to train over summer break and then do one in the fall. Uh, but basically it rained all weekend and I was going to do a local race in IXCR and it rained and I said, well, I'm not racing. Let's go do a 5K tomorrow instead. <laughs> yes. So we just did. We went there. 
you know, we paid our 25 bucks. We ran a lap around the parking lot and went straight to the starting lot. <laughs> we were warmed Trains up. Ready. Let's go. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> did you have fun at least? I had a blast. I, I felt great after the race. And, uh, That's probably you know, because you were actually warmed was, up at that point. Yeah. yeah, I was. My original plan, you know, we were going to run it together, and uh, and we made about fifty yards in, and I was like, "This is a race. I'm out of here." And I yeah. took off. <laughs> That's like what Cooper does to me. I'm like, "This is going to be so much fun." He's like, "No, no, I'm winning. Goodbye." <laughs> yeah. So I took off, and I I was trying to catch people, and I ended up physically fit, but. I don't know how they do it, whatever. I got, I don't know, third or fourth or something overall, and I won my division. But uh, we had a lot of fun, and I went back, and, and I finished a little bit ahead of her, so I went back and ran the rest with her, and and we did. We had a good time. So I think on off weekends, if there's not uh, if there's not dirt bike racing going on, we'll probably do some more for sure. Very cool. Um, we did have uh, one question from a chat room on YouTube, actually, and it's from Rob Mitchell. Uh, he does a lot of filming for you guys, and obviously he does a lot of filming for like Jason Hooper recently with uh, Full Gas and stuff like that, so it's cool to see him in the chat room checking stuff out. And, and I'm sure you've touched on this, but I know Chris is at, or that Rob's asking it here, and we haven't, so let's go ahead and see what, what your answer is. Does your win give you some confidence that you can now beat Caleb Russell straight up? He says, you know, I know a lot of guys are basically racing for second or that it feels like they are. And, you know, how does that change things mentally? It's definitely, I don't know how I can describe it. Um, I don't want to sit here and be like, oh, man, I'm the fastest man alive. I want to beat Caleb this weekend. But <laughs> it it kind of, it's, it's just, it's a personal thing, you know, like, it validates all that work that I've been doing and it validates all that testing time and it proves that we can do it. And, you know, I think I proved to a lot of guys that it can be done now straight up, you know, Caleb said we beat him straight up. Um, whether he had, you know, I followed him all day and in my opinion, his bike setup did not look very good. So, you know, if he gets that figured out, you know, he's going to be fast again. It's not like the guy's going to get slow. He is by far the fastest guy and we're all you know he's the benchmark and right. i beat him once so it kind of goes back to that we need to do it again to validate it but it's definitely it's definitely proved he's human and it, it can be done it's just uh we need to have more days like we had and the team needs to be 100 percent efficient and i need to be 100 percent efficient and see if we can do it again for sure right right man i like that he's human it's good to think about. he's not a terminator yeah good to know fucking skynet to get us every time um so before we let you go we did want to talk a little bit about essential oils and the good <laughs> thing is that i've got i've got jordan bailey here and she's a woman so one that's just a good thing two again she's still better looking than me that's also a good thing and three she knows about essential oils and so i was talking with chris bach earlier today a little bit about tea tree oil and how, you know, we're talking about Liam and this, that, the other, and thank them again for coming back on the show, even though last week sucked. Like, And he's like, oh, tea tree oil, yeah, that stuff's awesome for your hair, like in shampoos. And I'm just like, really, Paul Mitchell? Really? <laughs> like, it was very interesting. So I figured, hey, let, we could chat about this for a little bit. So, And that's when Jordan was like, wow, he must know about essential oils. So does, is this a thing? Do you have like a, a hair fetish? Like, where did this, uh, this, well, this craftsmanship with, uh, <laughs> with essential oils come from? Well, I mean, if we're talking about essential oils, I have to throw in a Lucas oil plug, right? Wouldn't that be like a classic <laughs> thing to do? Why, yes. Yes, it would. 
Yeah, so my essential oils, I wash my hair with uh, Lucas Oil Fully Synthetic. <laughs> uh, no, the, uh, I don't, I've, I forgot where it was. I don't know. I'm a sucker for, uh, for people that, like, upsell me on things. So, I was getting my hair cut somewhere, and I don't know, the, the lady is, like, upselling me on all this stuff. I don't put anything in my hair. I take a shower, and whatever it looks like when I'm done is how it looks. But this lady was upselling me like super hard on the shampoo and conditioner after I got my hair cut. And, you know, I I really appreciated the effort she was putting into it. I didn't believe her pitch very much, but her effort was 100%. So Does that just mean I that she was her, topless and that, that effort was what was amazing? No, like, she was really selling it, man. Like full-on sales pitch about this, this shampoo and conditioner set. And... I didn't really want it, but I figured she's probably on commission, and the effort she put in was worth, like, the $3 commission she'd probably get off of it. Right. So such a nice person. I bought it, and I tell you what, man, it comes in a green bottle, and I don't know if Paul Mitchell makes it or not, but it's tea tree shampoo. Use it. I guarantee you will have your wig blown back. <laughs> well, we found the show title. You'll have your wig blown back. <laughs> I'm just going to start like emailing you with my my sales pitches, and you're just going to have to buy things from me. Just gonna, no, I mean, you just admitted you. that you're a sucker for it. So. Blocked. <laughs> I love I, it. I, if you can, uh, my mom's got a pretty good story. I got this guy came to our door like I don't know two years ago selling me this cleaner like spray like simple green cleaner or something yeah and uh whatever you know it's like four o'clock in the afternoon it's a hundred degrees it's in the summertime the guy's he's got a pretty beat up car and he's wearing a full-blown suit and he goes to this full sales pitch on my front porch and i'm like oh come on he cleans my windows on the house he cleans like this concrete thing and i'm like yeah man I'll take it for sure. You know, like it's the end of the day. I get it. You're tired. You don't want to be here. I don't want to listen to you. But <laughs> you're still putting in a hundred percent effort. So I bought it, and I was committed. I already told him I buy it, and then he like draws up the receipt and stuff. It was like fifty bucks for a twenty ounce spray bottle of cleaner, and uh, and the stuff is absolutely terrible. The stuff he demoed demoed me was not the stuff he sold me. So I gave it to my mom, and she still refuses to use it. That's the bottle of shame, Chris. That's when you gave in. That's when you gave in at life. I know. Oh, well. Live and learn. But I don't learn. That's the problem. (laughs) You're still doing That's okay. I never buy people's stuff. I'm like, no, you know what? Just, no. Maybe next time. No. Yeah. It's tough. (laughs) I, uh, uh, well, and in, in saying this, I'm not trying to make fun of anybody, but so uh, there were some people that came by, and I, and I come to find out that they're Mormons and stuff like that. Like, but I didn't find out till after the fact that they're talking about me and everything. And I like talking to people about religion. I think it's an interesting conversation, and, and not to have a debate, but to have just a legitimate conversation. It's very hard, I think, to find someone that will have an actual conversation with you about religion, opposed to just trying to shove something down your throat, you know, or whatever. And these guys wanted to have a conversation, and I was like, oh, interesting. So they were like, can we come back later? I was like, yeah, sure. So they did, and I sat down with them at the table, and we went through all their stuff and everything. And then all this, well, do you want to come here? I was like, no, not really. I really just enjoyed the conversation. <laughs> like an hour long, and they leave, and my wife's like, you know they were Mormon, right? Like I was like, 
Yeah, I think so. I think so. I was <laughs> I like, think- they said some weird stuff, but you know, again, not trying. Like it was interesting. So I kind of get what you're saying. Like I just kind of was like, yeah, this could be fun. Come on in, guys. Let's get weird. <laughs> Come on, let's have a conversation. Oh no. Claude, uh, I applaud the effort. If you give me a crappy, like half-assed, fifty percent sales pitch, you're not getting my money. But if you try really hard and your sales pitch just sucks, but you're trying really hard, and if I kind of maybe want it. I'm going to buy it just because you gave a good try. You know, you got to start somewhere. <laughs> I like it. So that means whenever I ask you to be on the show, it should be like a full-blown effort. Like, I should be showing up at your door, like, with a skirt on, like, all sexy. <laughs> no, that's Thursday. Show. Oh, that's Thursday show, yeah. <laughs> that's a different show entirely. Um so, obviously, we talked about it a little bit. You guys didn't make too many changes, too many, uh, you know, going into Mountaineer Run. You, you, obviously, what you did worked, and you know that, so you're going to kind of stick with the plan, stick with the foods that you eat, stick with the regimen. Um, how, how, I guess, here's a question for that I think a lot of racers can relate to. What What is your kind of like your mental game when you're on the line and it's like that two minutes before they, you know, say, 10 seconds, like, kind of, what's your, what's your thought process during that time? Um, well, last weekend, my thought process was, it is super dusty, you better get a good start. And that didn't work out. So, so don't do that again. Yeah, don't do that. And I don't know, we actually try to keep it pretty light. You know, we don't uh, we don't take it t- too serious. We kind of, we don't really talk to anybody. You know, like once we're at the track, I think, I think some people get a little bit of a, um, a little bit of a bad rap because, you know, they're not super approachable in the, the 10 minutes or 15 minutes before we start the race. And, you know, we, we're all, everybody respects each other, but it's kind of hard to say that when we're racing that anybody's friends, you know, up front, we're all there to do our job and you kind of stay to yourself a little bit and, you know, Cookie and Danielle and Johnny, whatever, we just kind of keep it light amongst ourselves and joke around a little bit or, you know, kind of just, just talk kind of not even so much about the race, just about stuff in general, you know, something we see in the crowd or the music or or whatever, and and just kind of keep it fun and and try to be real relaxed going into the start because then once the flag drops, it's kind of it's kind of chaos for the first lap, you know, thirty minutes. Right on. Well, I know that you stayed on a little bit longer than normal, uh, or probably most people want to be on the phone. So we appreciate you taking the time to do that. So good luck this coming up weekend. Uh, would love to to see you on the box again, especially the top step, being like, "Fuck yeah, I was on seat time. That's why I'm winning, bitch." <laughs> um, you know, or you can change it up however you feel like it needs to be said. But you know, something to that effect would be would be killer. Yeah, I'll. Uh, I def- I got I got some requests this week of if I get up there again on some people, I got a shout out. Oh, so, I bet. Uh, I bet. I'll. Uh, Everybody's your friend when you're a winner. You'll be like, oh, well, now that I'm up here for the second time, and you, like, bring this list out from your pants, you're like, well, you might want to just hand the mic over, buddy. It's funny how that works, you know. It's been this running joke between me and Chris Borch. is like, when when Chris has a not-so-good weekend, I make sure I always call him, and it's been a joke because I'll call him and I'll say, hey, I don't really want to talk to you, but I'm calling you because you had a bad weekend, and I know nobody else is calling you. And, uh... (laughs) And it's funny, like, you win, and, and your phone just blows up, and everybody's super happy for you, and then, you know, two weeks two weeks prior, I got seventh, I had zero text messages and zero missed calls, and uh, and then after after the win, you know, I had I had 150-some text messages, and 
emails and it's just it's super hard to get back to everybody and, and i appreciate it it's just uh it's just funny how that side of the sport kind of works you know yeah no I, you're absolutely right everybody's like congratulations you had a kid but you know something weird happens in your family and everybody's <laughs> like congratulations on shit getting awkward no not really but okay thanks <laughs> no yeah it is it is so that he's also not only am i going to show up at chris chris box house uh with a skirt on but i'm also going to call him after every race yeah. Be like, wait, way to go! You hit that mud hole like a motherfucker, but that mud hole won. <laughs> that mud hole won. But you had 100 percent effort going yeah. into that. Mud I don't hole. know if you noticed, but you did never get out. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks a bunch, dude. Good luck this weekend, and we really appreciate you coming on the show. And hopefully, we will chat with you soon. All right, man. I appreciate it, and uh, thanks for having me on and supporting JTR Honda and, and off road. Hopefully. Uh, we get back on the box. We'll have a have a reason to call in again, or or we'll just talk to you about fucking up in that mud hole. There you go. That works. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Take it easy. All right, boss. See you guys. Peace. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that was awesome. Uh, that, that was one of the things that I think I realized last time that we had Chris Bach on is that, and, and again, not that I've ever thought, oh, Chris Bach would be bad to have on. It's just like didn't really know the guy very well you know what i mean like so i didn't know what it would be like or how it would go down and the two times now that we've had him on the show it's been awesome (laughs) like he's been he's he's been you could tell that there's time he's like he's on the phone and sometimes when you skype it's a little bit easier i think to kind of not realize how long things have gone yeah but when you're kind of (laughs) like talking on the phone like holding you're like "Uh," it's a little more awkward and so it's a little bit more noticeable when you're talking to somebody for 20 minutes at that point um, but yeah, no, it's been really good. Yeah, he's super easy to talk to. Like, we get a lot of guests on that. All the guests are awesome, but some, you know, you're kind of pulling answers out of them, and some people just are easy to talk to. Yeah, like Grant Baylor. <laughs> Not that I'm looking at you awkwardly, Grant Baylor, but holy moly. Jeez, what am I talking about pulling teeth? I love yeah. Grant Baylor, but he, he is, we were talking about a little bit earlier about Brad Bakken at the time, who we will be having on here shortly, is very quiet. You know, kind of, yeah. kind of reserved. It's like I've never had Brad Bakken be quite a reserve on the show. He's always, it's always just been. Good. No, he could screw that up tonight. I don't know. <laughs> right, we, but like Grant Baylor, like the first here. couple of times, it's always like, come on. It's like talking to Cooper. Talk to me. Like, oh my gosh, what's <laughs> going on? So, um, definitely quick before we talk to Mr. Brad Bakken, I wanted to say again, thank you very much to Fly Racing uh, for being supportive of the show. You could definitely find out more about those guys at FlyRacing.com. It is getting hot, so if you need to, you should go to your dealer. Um, or flyracing.com and pick up some of the kinetic mesh gear. Absolutely. I believe we will be having some uh, uh, shortly, so that way if we do get a chance to ride this summer, we will be cool. And I don't know about your <laughs> vagina, but my genitals feel really good when I wear that gear. Remember a couple weeks ago when we talked about how you, you look at me and you kind of tone it down a little bit? What happened? <laughs> I, I guess happen? I should have referred to it as your genitals and not your, directly to your vagina. Holy cow. But So that was awkward. <laughs> I, think, I will appreciate that fly gear. I think uh, <laughs> I really need it now because this guy's getting tough to put up with. It's really hot in here now. <laughs> so, of course, so flyracing.com, Kenda Tires, huge, huge supporters of Seat Diamond. We appreciate that. Supporters of other guests that we've had on this evening. We'll be able to talk about them here in a second. So, KendaTire.com. And a uh, big supporter of myself and the show and a lot of other off-road racers out there, Silwell Performance. So if you haven't had a chance, definitely check out their website, SilwellPerformance.com. And as I say, you don't have to buy anything. Just go ask them questions because Alan knows what the hell's up. I promise you, he is the salesman. And he is the guy that's going to be like, this is what you need to do your suspension. You're going to be like, just do it. I love you. Here you go. 
It'll be great. Be like Chris Bach. Okay, good sales pitch you're in. Yeah, I will buy that from you. Thanks for the 100% effort. So another 100% effort comes from the man that is now on Skype as we talk about genitals and things of awkward natures, but that is going to be Mr. Brad Bakken. So we have to ask, how is your evening going, kind sir? Oh, it's going great. How about you guys? Oh, man, so far so good. Uh, so you were kind of in the background as a lot of that little discussion was going on. Did you have any idea where this discussion was headed? <laughs> no, I'm just staying out of all that mess. <laughs> good call. Good call. <laughs> I haven't had a good vagina talk in a while, so, you know, let's just get awkward. <laughs> I, I hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. As she says, those Thursday nights, man, they just, they don't, they don't come too enough. It's Tuesday. <laughs> they don't they don't come soon enough. Well dude, I have to apologize to you live on seed time. It's been too long. I'm so sorry that we haven't got you on sooner this year. It's May and I don't think you've been on once yet, have you? No, I haven't. And it was last year or the year before I was the most like seat time guest um of the year. So what's up with that man? I know. We talk about do an awards show. Ooh. We should do an award show. <laughs> Sorry to steal that. <laughs> I was like, keep going, because I don't know where you're going with this. He's it's the like, most guest on whatever. It looked like she we had this whole like mind speech that was just about to roll out. And she stopped. I was like, yes, we should. You've got Sorry, that was it. That was it. Anyways. I like it. Let's talk about that afterwards. Okay. Or just talk, you, can just, you can just keep on blurting I'm, out random things. I'm going to need to think on it a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Brad Bakken, it has been a long time since we've had you on, unfortunately, but we're trying to make up for that because, holy crap, I was thinking about it. I was like, dude, Brad Bakken, look, one of the coolest guys out there. They were talking about you a little bit because of the fact that they were kind of on their way out with the Yamaha team, just in the sense of when Cooper got hurt, when you were kind of on your way in there with Aaron Pro. So they knew about you a little bit, how cool of a dude you were. Um, obviously at the time, you're still a cool guy, but your program's kind of changed a little bit. You know, you've kind of gone from like privateer to not private, you know, to Ampro and then kind of like a halfsies. And now I think you're like Ampro with a little bit of motorsport thrown in there in your web series. So to clear that yes. up, just break down kind of like your, 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 what everything's working for you this year. Yeah, this year it's still pretty similar, um, to my program last year, but the only main difference is instead. Instead of NFAB being like my title sponsor, uh, Motorsport stepped up um, and is being like my title sponsor. And I didn't necessarily have like the Ampro ride this year, but then uh, Motorsport jumped up and Brian Elliott and uh, Rory from Motorsport kind of gathered a program up together and um, worked it all out. And I'm um, I'm still on the team, so I'm pumped. Um, but before that, Randy said he would put a program together for me, but Motorsport just brought it up to the same like factory status as I was last year with the whole NFAB deal. Right on, right on. And so how has that been doing the little web series? That's got to be pretty cool, a little, a little different, I would think, from like your typical kind of team video. Um, you know, film with oh, the motorsport guys, because those guys have been putting out some really good, really good edits. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, when I heard, like, we we're going to be working with motorsport and everything, that was, like, one of the first things that popped in my head was, like, man, does this mean that I get a web series? <laughs> because that would be awesome. <laughs> because that's, that's like, one of the main 
um, like places I go to on YouTube is look up motorsport and watch all of their web series. And I watched all of Caleb's stuff last year and watched the Albertson project and all that cool stuff. So, yeah. so it's really fun working, um, towards that. And actually Rob Mitchell, um, filmed my first episode and I think it turned out great. We're like all in with that and Rob's all about it. So I, I'm pumped. It's pretty cool. Yeah, wicked. That's neat. So, so Rob was actually able to film your first your first episode. Is it been different since then? Who else has been, you know, stepping in there? Um, we've, or I haven't really started filming my second one. Okay. Rob, yeah, I know Rob has um, just like clips and stuff from the sprint enduro up in West Virginia the other weekend. But we we have some things in the works. I think Rob's going to come up and actually spend like a whole day with me at work and just like do what I do every day and kind of show everyone my actual life when I'm not at the races. So your, your day um, job. Yeah, exactly. So I'm pretty excited about that. It should be pretty cool to put a little perspective out there. So, Oh yeah, I agree. You know, it's like you guys did a lot of that too, you know, day working and and, uh, weekend racing and stuff. And I noticed Desiree has posted some good stuff about you washing your bike out there after a long day of working and everything. So, you know, break it down a little bit for us. What's that like? Like, what is your day job and kind of when does your day start? When does your day end? So we, everybody can start to get a little bit of that perspective. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, I'm not going to lie. It's kind of convenient because I work for Desiree's dad. <laughs> so, as long as you're not rolling out of her, his daughter's bed to go to work, it's yeah. probably okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I hear you. But... No, he owns a construction company, so um, I go to work every morning at 6.45, and um, I work till 5.36 every night, and I either I got my CDL, so I drive a dump truck, or I run a piece of equipment, or I just run a rake or a shovel, <laughs> so, so it's a long day, but um, no, it's good, I mean... It's getting me ready for life after racing, so yeah, that's good. No, I hear that. Well, um, you got any good good things about Mister Mister Bakken? <laughs> Come on, look at you. She's all flustered now because of the genitals conversation. <laughs> Cooper's totally oh. over it. Look at him; he's fine. Look, don't worry about him. I'm not worried about anybody. <laughs> so, dude, let's talk a little bit about the National Enduros because it seems like that's kind of that's that's your focus for this year. Is that correct? Is still the National Enduros? Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. That's my like main focus. Yeah. Um, so, but with the Enduros this year, I mean, it's had its ups and downs. But like the first race, I came out swinging. I feel, and I ended up on the podium and getting third overall. So that was convenient yeah <laughs> so, so did that and then the fawn race and um also in south carolina i ended up fifth overall which wasn't bad and then after that it's not been <laughs> the greatest right but um like i got 11th overall in tennessee um it was just nasty muddy slick and Actually, in the I was doing decent. I was like sixth, seventh, somewhere around there. And then in the fifth test, I got stuck real bad in a um, just one nasty rut. And I went to pick up my bike um, 
I picked up the rear tire and my foot slid into the rut underneath my tire. My bike fell on top of me. So I was literally just laying there until like, um, a lapper guy came up and picked my bike up off top of me. And <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah. So that was awesome. And so I lost like three and a half minutes in one test. Um, so I ended up finishing 11th overall in that race. Um, which I wasn't pumped about, but it's all good. And then um, Missouri was this past weekend, and I actually I like Missouri a lot. I did pretty well last year, but, again, it just poured down rain, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, um, like the first three tests on Sunday, and I just kind of struggled um, with those conditions. I'm not the best mud rider. Right. Um, so... I just kind of try to stay consistent all day and consistent for me out there was around 10th and I ended up 10th. So yeah, it's all good. Yeah. I was looking at your results and I was kind of seeing the same thing that third to fifth, kind of 11th to 10th and obviously Texas unfortunately being canceled. So it was kind of a big break there is, you know, is there any, is it, do you, what do you think is kind of the, it's caused the inconsistency. Do you think that there's a, a, well, I don't know. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on like maybe why there's a little bit of inconsistency in your results? Yeah. Um, honestly, I think I've, if you look at my results, like through the years, I've, I'm never like really great at, um, places that don't have really good traction. Mm -hmm. Um, like say, Texas, I'm usually right. not the strongest <laughs> because it doesn't have great traction and like Wyoming and place like that. And with Tennessee and Missouri being really muddy, it's just slick and I'm, it's honestly just not one of my strong points. So, um, I just struggle in that. And like the first two races are the complete opposite. You have as much traction as you need. Right. With South Carolina. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I've done well at both those races, so yeah. I don't, don't really know. But um, I don't know. Just try to get better from here. Wyoming's the next race. So hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Is that going to be a drive for you? Or are you flying out? How is that going to work out? Oh, it's actually pretty cool. Um, me or Ryan Ballou and myself are going to drive out there the week actually like a week and a half before and go up to Montana and Oh that's do right. a race. you guys are doing a race with like Brian Elliott and the crew, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. What's the what's the what what race is that? What cross country cross country race, yeah. I think. Yeah, honestly I um couldn't tell you. Yeah, um, I forgot too. And, <laughs> and Brian just said he was like this is the most badass race in Montana, so you have to come to it. So I was like, All right, <laughs> we can do that. So yeah, so we're doing that, and then just going to go ride out in the mountains and stuff in Montana for the week, and then do the race in Wyoming, so I'm pretty pumped about that. Yeah, that's be fun. No, yeah, he told me completely about that race, and now I can't remember. It's probably some kind of, like, you know, got some, like, Mantan name to it or something like that. <laughs> yeah, big sky. <laughs> it's like the, the wilderness out there. Apparently, he said it's even more, like, the track is more fun than Big Sky's track. And I find yeah. that hard to believe because that was, I thought Big Sky was epic and I was hung over like a mother. <laughs> and I still yeah. enjoyed it, so. 
Yeah, I saw you. I saw you out there. <laughs> like, what is that? Oh, that's Woody because his head's like halfway up. Oh. <laughs> yeah. oh, it was interesting. So do you, when you say you saw me, does that mean you saw me at the bar or did you see me? Because I think I left the bar, went to sleep for an hour, and then raced. So yeah. it, was, it was pretty close. Oh, my gosh. It was pretty close. Um, oh, go ahead. Oh no! I was just agreeing with you. Yeah, that's that's pretty. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's about right. Um, so uh, actually, and Rob was in is jumped in the chat room and he's been asking some good questions. One of the other ones he was asking was, uh, "Why are the GNCCs your favorite series to run?" <laughs> uh, Rob's an ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually. They're not my favorite series, but if they're on a list of a hundred, they'd be somewhere in there. Somewhere in the hundred. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I guess we could, the, the fact that he's racing the National Enduro Series only can really open some doors for us to to, to think through. He's probably doing the series he wants to do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that that means though. I mean, Texas racing's not great, but that would be then probably in like your top ten. Oh, yeah. Is like oh, hundred. Yeah. <laughs> 10 Enduros for the year, so it's definitely in the top 10. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I like it. Well, um, yeah, man, I was really disappointed with that Texas Enduro getting canceled. We were all stoked. We had run the same rows and everything. Like, we were going to be, you know, kicking butt out. Well, we probably I mean, were going to get our butts kicked. Relatively. But, relatively butt kicking. <laughs> but yeah. It's a, it's, luckily enough, you guys had the Missouri race because it sounds like they were getting a ton of rain, too. Maybe it just held up better. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 